Okay, I'll admit it. I'm a total data and insights geek, which is why I am a loyal devotee and fangirl of Colleen Dylan Schneider. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you all about Colleen and share some of her analysis on the state of arts marketing and arts audiences. So who's going to the theater anyway? Coming up today on Butts and Seats. Tulula Bank had once said, if you want to help the American theater, don't be an actress, be an audience. Will you please stop boring Miss Bankhead? When Miss Bankhead is bored, Miss Bankhead will let you know. I love Tulula. She's so awesome. But I also want to tell you about somebody who's as awesome, at least in the modern data world. I want to tell you about Colleen Dillon Schneider. Colleen is the Chief Market Engagement Officer at Impacts Research and Development, a data and technology company. She is the creator of the website Know Your Own Bone and the video series Fast Facts for Cultural Executives. Suffice it to say, she's a busy lady. And she is one heck of an explainer. She uses language and data insights simply and clearly. And what she's learned really impacted how I approach digital marketing targeting, for example. Let me explain. Colleen's insights and analysis comes from the National Attitudes, Awareness, and Usage Study. It was originally funded by Impact's partnership with the David and Lucille Packard Foundation and the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Since then, work concerning other organizations, most notably Stanford University, has contributed to its continuing updates. With a sample population of over 108,000 U.S. adults and counting, it is the largest ongoing study of perceptions and behaviors related to visitors serving arts organizations in the United States. So now to the data from the survey that really blew my mind. Okay. 32% of the USA is made up of 16% who attend arts programming. 16% have an interest, but don't. Now, okay, the other 68%, 30% will never attend. I mean, ever. They will never go to an arts organization. 38% don't want to, but if forced, they will. Those are the folks that Grandma's coming into town and they have to go see a show, so they take her to see the touring company of Phantom begrudgingly. So those really aren't our target audience, are they? Now, reality is our piece of the pie is small, 32%, right? Now, remember, these results are an averaged sample of USA residents. You may live in an arts-rich community, and you are confident that your percent who attend theater is much higher than 16%. Some of you wish you had 16% of your community secured as arts attendees. So take that with a grain of salt, but also know that this is grounded in a comprehensive data study. So let's focus for a moment on that pesky 68%. The top three reasons they don't attend are as follows. They prefer another activity. They are sports fans. They like dining experiences. They like movies. The second is called attitude affinity perceptions. And what that really means is the arts are not for people like me. 
And then the third reason that this 68% does not attend the arts or will not attend the arts is negative precedent experience. They had a bad time or two experiencing an arts organization and they're turned off. Okay, so that's great to know, right? But what we really want to focus on today is the 16% who have an interest but don't attend. Inactive visitors include a sizable portion of people from two not necessarily separate groups that cultural organizations are not reaching at representative rates. Number one, millennials. And those, two of a more diverse racial and ethnic background who have a likelihood to attend but aren't. So Colleen explains this further. She asks, does this mean that there aren't millennials and folks of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds in the active visitor group? Of course not. But get this, millennials make up the greatest percentage of visitation to cultural organizations. That makes sense, right? They're the largest demographic we have in the United States right now. But even so, millennials are not visiting at representative rates, and neither are folks from more diverse racial backgrounds. So how do you reach income-qualified audiences who have an interest in attending cultural organizations but do not? I'll get back to you on that in just one minute. Hi there, this is Julie Nemitz, the founder and chief content officer of Playhouse Theater Marketing Academy and the host of Butts and Seats, the theater marketing podcast. You know what? I launched Playhouse Theater Marketing Academy in 2019 to inspire and educate theater makers of all marketing skill levels. And you know what? You should become a subscriber and you can get actionable marketing content in your email. Do you want to be inspired in weekly doses? Join theater makers of all skill levels who are finding their inner Sutton Foster and taking their theater's online marketing from understudy to superstar. Head on over to PlayhouseTheaterMarketingAcademy.com and sign up today. So, this 16% who would attend arts programming but don't, here's a bit about them. They dine out more often, attend more activities across interests, and yes, they watch a lot of streaming television. That Netflix effect increasingly impacts that 16%'s decisions on what to do with their leisure time. Now, interestingly, this group does more with the time they do have than any other segment. They're super busy. Okay, I asked earlier, how do you reach income-qualified audiences who have interest in attending cultural organizations but do not? With targeted programs. Let me recap. At 32%, our piece of the pie may be small, but it's low-hanging fruit to reach out, connect, and engage with that 16% of audiences who attend regularly. As for that 16% who would like to but don't, I'll leave you with four things to ponder, to consider seriously. One, use the power of digital targeting on social media and search to reach exactly those demographics. Use behavioral targeting, interest-based targeting, and audience targeting to really find them where they are online. Number two, 
Use the power of your database. Create a segment of those people with similar demographics and seek out people like them on the internet. Did you know the average millennial spends over 24 hours a week online? Number three, remove barriers and uncertainty that may make millennial and racially diverse folks choose not to see your show. Peter Linnett, another data strategist that I adore, says, uncertainty is a more significant barrier for audiences than unfamiliarity. Marketing can help overcome that uncertainty. So exploring what uncertainty new patrons might have when considering attending your productions is an important exercise to do with your team. Where do I park? Is the show long? Will I like it? Will I be welcomed when I arrive? Where can I have drinks afterwards? Those are just a few of the barriers that we consider when we're um, wanting to make our theaters more open and welcoming to everyone. And finally, number four, choosing productions with this 16% audience in mind. Now, show selections with diverse voices and themes expressed are very important. Um, The show should be entertaining, thought-provoking, funny, racy, family-friendly. All of these things should be considered when we're looking to expand our audiences. Well, there's some food for thought for you anyway. Oh, I'll link to two of Colleen's relevant articles in the show notes, so look for those there. And thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. Hey, and leave me a comment while you're at it. Let me know what you'd like to hear on a future episode. I'm all ears. Until next time, happy theater making, friends.